0: Hey guys, it's um 308 and I'm up with so much energy, sober energy, and I'm holding my little one and I just got off the phone with my sister and we got, see that's what I love about my best friend, my, my baby sister Siobhan, shout out to Siobhan, what I love the most about my baby sister is that we can talk about anything from music, dancing, fighting, singing, spirituality, like we can get so in debt and there's no... It's no judgment. There's no um, undermining each other. There's no arguing. It's healthy conversations, and it, it's it, it sometimes inspires me to get on here and talk about certain topics. So tonight we were talking about, um, you know, the hysteria via COVID, or just in general. I think society is always full of fear, and it, it came to me just now because we were we were getting so deep that. Um, in our conversation about spirituality and God, and I first experienced it with God that, you know, my son woke up and I looked back and saw him and it scared the crap out of me. And, you know, that that fear, I instantly felt ashamed because, you know, God tells us not to fear. And then I thought about it. I said, you know, a lot of the emotions we have within us, they are natural responses. The question is, what do we do with the fear when we um, feel it? And I was thinking to myself, What if fear is a natural response that is there to kind of shield us from going mad? Like, what if, um... Like, you know how when you're being bullied and you're nervous, which is a form of fear, to confront it, but you know you might have to because it's the only way you can break free from getting beat down by this bully. What if fear is, um, that protection to, um hold in place your guts or your, your sanity. And what if without <coughs> it you mm-hmm. never get the job done? What what if fear in, in, in many ways is like motivation to get it done anyways? What if what if the fear is the um unknown of what could happen? Like what what if fear is the necessary medium to get things accomplished? And we were just talking about how as curse breakers me and my sister call ourselves curse breakers and i just thought about it my son just sneezed in my mouth wow <laughs> but um you know me and my sister we take pride in calling ourselves curse breakers we believe in generational curses not because it's fun or cute to believe in but we believe in it because we are products of that we've seen our mother and many others in our family loved ones friends go through generational curses um some people are strong enough to you know break them. And they lead another generation that will break them or maintain the freedom, the, the the spiritual freedom. And then you have situations like my family, my maternal side, where we're still fighting that good fight. And as curse breakers, we were talk. We always talk about how some of the trials and tribulations we endured, like they were so hard, and we don't know what kept us going because we were scared or we were nervous. I know for me you know, being the black sheep of the family, I know I joke and laugh about it a lot, but it's not fun. It's really scary when you're doing things that nobody else in your family has done. You've never seen them do. It's scary, especially when you know you're different. I was always a strange child. Like (laughs) a lot of people, believe it or not, big shocker. People don't like me. (laughs) A lot of people don't like me. A lot of people can't stand me. And like, you know, when you grow up, and you're always rejected, and you don't know why. Like I would always appreciate when people would say, "I don't like Jasmine; she's ugly." Well, at least I know why. <laughs> Whereas you, you know, have people where you meet them and they just don't deal with you, and you're like, "Oh shoot!" Like, what is the problem that I say something? Like you want so bad to ask them what it is when, in actuality, it's your gift, your curse breaker, or you, or you bring something of a um, soldier like energy to, the, to a situation like you're just someone that will break barriers and when you when you're that kind of person people automatically resent you they don't want to um, um interact with you because of what you promote you're promoting freedom some people some people have spiritual ties that are so deep rooted within them that that spirit will reject you it doesn't want you to come near the person because they know what you're going to try to bring to the table it's kind of like a recovering addict who's been sober fifty years coming to um, someone that's still in that fight. <clears throat> that spirit attached to that person that's addicted doesn't want that recovering addict, that transformed person, to talk to the addict. So, and that's because um, a fear, you know, that that spirit feeds so much off of that person in bondage that it doesn't want the person to break free because now it has to be in a panic and try to hurry up and find a new host. They need a new person to attach itself to and the only way they can attach itself to the person is through an agreement, a spiritual agreement with another person that's aching and in pain um, going through that same situation. So, um, I just really, want, really quick just wanted to talk about fear and how like for a long time I let fear drive me to do just about everything and honestly when you let fear drive you, you don't do anything. You You, you stay stuck in time. And, you know, I can't stress this enough. On my podcast, I put it in the description box, and I'm going to say it again. I talk about things that are taboo in hopes of freeing and transforming the minds of people that don't live in the real word, world. Plain and simple. Like, I'm going to always promote wellness via testimonies. Testimonies you may think are dark. Testimonies you may think I use as a crutch whatever. It's these situations, these real situations that are going right now going right now in today's society that we have to talk about if we want this so-called change. For example, I was on my way home from work, and there was a nurse that was an Uber driver, and we got... I was telling her I was in school to be a medical assistant, and we got to talking about um, outreach because she was a nurse. And she was saying on there, she was like, they're 12 and 11-year-olds, and nice places like Brazil, Dominican Republic, that have herpes, that have HIV, that have chlamydia, for obvious reasons, people are raping them. What if this child grows up and actually beats everything they ever went through, and they begin to reach out to other children and to bring them out of the fire? Do you expect them not to talk about having herpes, HIV, chlamydia, because it hurts your little ears? Y'all don't have sex? I mean, seriously, comment on my post right now if y'all don't have sex. And I'm not saying that in a, a, a raunchy way, but I'm driving home a point. That is the only way you can spread awareness is if you talk about the topics that are touchy, tender, sensitive. You have to talk about these things. You can't let the fear of you being uncomfortable for a few minutes... Deviate from the message, the meat of the bone. You can't do that. Fear, fear, is 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 is. It causes setback. It causes delay. It really holds up progression. And I think a lot of more people will open their mouth and transform more people if they just share. Like 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 I said, sometimes you probably listen to some of my segments and go. Dang, why she gets so much of herself? That's too much. I'd have never said that. Well, I just probably got more balls than you. That's all. Well, well, retraction. I don't have no balls. That's the problem. I don't have, I don't have filter. I, I don't have that. And it's not that I don't know how to cut it on, cut it off. It's just that it's my show. So don't come on here and tell me what I will and won't talk about. Um, I'm a Scorpio. You can't tell me what I... You will never tell me what I can talk about. It's my show. I pay my cricket bill. <laughs> what? Like, I'm gonna always share the dirty of the story because it reminds me of a, a I'm sorry, Andrew. It was a. it was a sermon this pastor preached last year where he was like, How many of y'all got saved and come to church every Sunday? And everybody jumped up and was pressed to raise their hand. He said, mm, y'all fake. He said, Where are the people that barely come in here? Where are the people that are going through things? You you've been outcast the black sheep, those are the people God loves the most. He said, because y'all are not fake. Y'all are a living, walking testimony to what this journey is. This journey is hard. This journey can be dirty. This journey can be uh, painful. But it can also be rewarding when you accept that you're just not perfect. Um, That's about it. It's 3 o'clock in the morning and I'm rocking my baby back. But I just wanted to really quick talk about fear. Like... Um, what do you guys feel about fear? Like, do you feel like fear is something that causes setback and delay? Do you think that we shouldn't have it at all? Do you think people put, um, too much emphasis on fear? Let me hear what you think.